guys welcome back to another episode of even more about nothing uh we're glad you joined us uh we took last week off because it was a good old turkey day and we thought you guys deserve a break from listening to us talk every single week um it was just a fun time to just kind of relax and work on some other stuff and just enjoy time with friends and family stuff like that so once again Thank you for rejoining us. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, your favorite one, probably. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to create division right now. But it's your boy, Matt. Um, back at it again. To my left. So, I can't talk. What's going on, guys? This is Tim Tunga, you know. Just chilling. I'm here. You know what to do. Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, at Timmy Tunga. Yeah. It's your boy Rafiki. Sorry uh, if I'm sounding hoarse because I've got really bad, really bad uh, sore throat. So uh, I'll try to try not to sound as weird, but I'm still happy to do this episode like always. Ready to get things cracking. We got a lot to talk about. It's been a long two weeks, but it's been good. It's been good. So always nice to get that break and recharge. So. All right, so we're just going to go ahead and hop straight into our weekend review. Uh, Rafiki, or at least two weeks, what you been up to? Um, quite, I, I guess quite a bit. And just trying to, obviously, you know, we're doing things for, for white noise. So, you know, there's always those little things going on that, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, not everybody sees. So there, there's some of those little stuff. Um, playing soccer, like always working and um vlog you know trying to vlog a little bit you know trying to do it on a consistent schedule so and that's hard in itself it's hard to it's hard to do but it's fun it's interesting it definitely breaks breaks me out of uh, some sort of shell that i have to attempt attempt to be creative and outgoing and not care about what people think about me so Yep. Timmy. Um, not much really happened last week, but this week got a new toy. Uh, for all my music and producer nerds out there, I got a machine micro. So basically, it's like a drum pad slash groove machine. So I've been messing around with that all week. So, yeah. It's good. It's good. Nice. Um, for me. Absolutely not a lot has been going on. Just gearing up for finals T minus two weeks till graduation. And I have presentations coming up this week that need to get done, was planning to get done, have minimal time to get it done. So <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, crank those out and get it done. Um, but other than that, Living life, just waiting to be done and pay back these student loans at some point. So, but enough about us. Time to get to the good stuff. Why you guys are here, unless you're here for the week of review, which I don't know why you would be, but it's always helpful. As a certain je ne sais quoi, as some people would say. I don't know what that actually means. I think it actually means a certain something in, like, French. I, I, but that's neither here nor there. All I know it is from the, what is it, Sonic commercial? 
Mm, yeah. Jesse, what? Genesis, what? Anyways, uh, but like you said, this is even more about nothing. If this is your first time tuning in to our podcast, first of all, we'd like to say welcome. Uh, this, you can't expect much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the show about nothing. There is no topic. Is it is it fair to say that we should? It's been over two years that we don't have a quote unquote designated fan base name for them just in general would we allow them to pick that I mean just as a fun conversation point I mean yeah we can say that but at some point someone's just gonna say something and it's just gonna stick so we're just so obviously we're gonna leave that up to them we're not gonna make that decision I mean I was gonna say like whatever happens happens like they'll come up with it so put it in the comment section put it on our Facebook guys you know the links. Even more about nothing on Facebook. I don't know. There's not really any good ways that like we can do. And you know, never mind. This is not what we're here for. <laughs> if this is your first time, welcome. Like I said, no topic, so feel free not to say anything or everything or nothing at all. Because we don't say anything. But we got a lot lined up because it's been two weeks. So let's get to it. Rafiki. We're talking about everyone's favorite Shinobi, Boruto's dad. What's going on with that? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kick you out of here. Because you you're acting like the rest of the population because we never got a backstory about him. I wonder what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, so Shinobi Strikers recently, both just shortly after we went on our break, so uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday after we dropped our new episode, it was announced that um, there would be a closed beta for Shinobi Strikers, which is uh, awesome. However, the part that is tough, and I couldn't get in on it, is that it is on the uh, Japanese PlayStation Store. So that means I couldn't get in because I can't read Japanese. I went to the website. I couldn't do anything, and I had a hard time translating, and it takes forever to translate anything to attempt to get there however the closed beta i believe has just started it's saturday uh saturday um december 2nd um they were talking about it was either going to be on the 30th if not by the weekend shortly after so that means it's probably up by now so people are probably playing it um but however um i have seen some screenshots kind of floating around and it looks like it's going to be a fun game now granted like you can't really show too much because obviously it's a closed beta and you try not to get in trouble <laughs> but i think it's a game that we should be hyped for uh it's definitely there are some vibes of like, I mean, you, I know you two remember the old school Naruto game on 360, Rise of the Ninja, and uh, what was the follow up? Broken Bonds, I believe it was, which those games were so much fun. Where you're running around the village, you're completing missions, but yet you got this free world battle. Uh, it's probably more the aspect of the free world battle. Um, it's a little hard to figure out how that control figuration is going to work. Um, but it looks like it's running relatively smooth on the initial look of that closed beta. So I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to entail moving forward. Because it's been a while since we've had what seems to be a free-flowing, not quite entirely a free-roam uh, style um, 
fighting game that is Naruto driven. Uh, a lot of them obviously have been, you know, team battles or one v ones with the the ninja storms. Uh, so it'll be nice to kind of break that mold and get back to something that's going to revitalize the gaming side of the Naruto um, fandom. So get hyped, guys! And I believe it's supposed to be releasing late first quarter, early second quarter. I believe is the release window that they've given. So soon, really, really soon. So I've got mine pre-ordered. Good chunk of it paid off. So at this point, I'm just waiting for them to, to give the actual date, which Jump Fest is around the corner. Um, uh, so Jump Fest is next month. Uh, and guys, those who don't know, uh, Jump Festa, if it sounds weird and different, that's because it's Japan-based. Uh, so we can expect to hear more stuff, uh, just even with animes, games, even items. Quick side note for those who are Kingdom Hearts fans, they did announce, uh, they did give an update to the um, official, uh, li- officially licensed Keyblade replica. So now, guys, it's it is going to be a full size Keyblade. But on top of that, some of the updates that they've given. So on part of the uh, the uh, metal shaft just by the hilt, it's going to light up with corresponding colors to the elements that it's used in the game. And it will make sounds to using those elements when you swing. But also it will make a sound, it will make attack sounds according to your certain swings. It will, it will consider your movements. Also, at the very end of it, at the at the where the the actual key um, part is, at the very end of it, in it is going to be an LED, uh, an LED, and when you point it at a wall, it would actually it actually shows a keyhole to act like you're closing the keyhole. So, um, pre-order is actually live. It is up, and guys. So let me let me kind of give you something. So Bandai Namco is doing this. Bandai Namco has a line that they work on to do replicas called Proplica. Take a guess at how much this is. Again, full size LED lights up, makes sounds. How much do you think it is? Anywhere from six hundred to a grand. Tim. Seven fifty. See, I was in the ballpark where you guys were at. Okay, so I, I looked more than twelve hundred. I'm fighting somebody. <laughs> so um, I I did some looking up, and as of right now, to the currency translation, it is a hundred and thirty dollars. What? Boy, chump change. As soon as I'm graduating. <laughs> on the, on the as of right now. As of right now. Let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> like. Because um, according to one of the websites you could pre-order from, it is 14,280 yen, uh, which when I did the conversion to U.S. dollars, that's what it came out to. Uh, so I was I was highly shocked because also looking at the Proplica line, uh, there was a little mini staff, which it is full size. Um, it was like a staff from Sailor Moon, which I mean, it's like two and a half feet long or whatever. So it, I don't know which sailor had it, but it was a Sailor Moon. Uh, that one was like 230 bucks. So I, I was thinking going in like, yo, this is going to be at least $400. Mm-hmm. But to see that, like, that's exciting. It, it's like when I when I get things figured out. You best believe I'm going to have one. I'm going to have one. 
So we're actually slowly starting this uh, replica armory. We <laughs> just have one hanging on our wall. Uh, when is that? So you said pre-orders are already up. When is pre-orders that? are up as of right now. Estimated release date is April thirtieth. So we're we're less than six months away. Dang. So it's coming up fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're gonna have to hop on pre-order. You said, well, yeah. The pre-order's already up, yeah. So that's really cool. Are any of you guys getting one? Uh, if so, maybe you want to get one for your boy. Also, just kidding. I'll, I'll get one myself. Uh, I but, think I think we'll have two or three at this point. Yeah, yeah they're gonna be that cheap. Uh, but anyways, moving on down the line, because it's been a couple of weeks. We haven't had a chance to talk about probably one of the greatest moments to ever happen in anime history to date. <laughs> like that, like that's a tall task, or that's a tall tale. But Dragon Ball Super just continues to like surprise me at every turn. Yeah, that's it's very true. When it started, it was just like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. They're continuing it. Don't know what they're gonna do, but that's cool. We're not just left with a bad taste in our mouths. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and it's slowly gotten better. Like the first several episodes, uh, the couple, first couple arcs were just reiterations of the movies that they had dropped. And then whenever they started getting to um, their own original like storyline content for Super, is when it really started to pick up. Um, and the Tournament of Power by far has been the best run of episodes that they have had. Oh, but however, it's also been some of the most controversial. Yes, it has been some of the most controversial. There's lots of stuff that's been uh, not necessarily retcon, but you have to like step back and like, wait a minute, like what does this all mean? And there's uh, also some more information that Akira Toriyama's come out with that's kind of added a new dynamic to what we already know. Uh, we'll get a little into that a little bit more. First, let's talk about the shot heard around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I saw so many reaction videos. Dude, it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, for those of you uh, that think you know what we're talking about, are not quite sure. Uh, so, as you know, several episodes back, Goku finally unlocked Ultra Instinct and was fighting against Jiren, uh, the all-powerful being from Universe Eleven, um, that somehow just came into existence. Still doesn't have a backstory yet. Still, he kind of has one in like the manga, but like still not enough that it's just like okay, we know where he's coming from. Um, we just know he's all about justice. Right. Anyways, uh, so he first unlocked it then. Obviously, because he first unlocked it, he doesn't have a full grasp on it. Ran out, was about to get knocked off until he disappeared. Frieza then gave him some energy so he can continue fighting because Frieza doesn't want to fight anyone. If there's someone else who can fight stronger people for him, why not use it? But he's fighting some of the Saiyans from Universe 6. So uh, Kale and Khalifa... And it's still, the power scaling is ridiculous, but it still makes for great, like, action shots. But they end up fusing, and Goku unlocks Ultra Instinct again. And because it's all about, like, letting your body move, like, actually using your instincts as opposed to, like, thinking about your movements, uh, Goku's starting to slow down, like, his defense was on point. Nobody can touch him. But like as soon as he's like starting to attack, it's just like, okay, he's slowing down, not as effective. And boy, as soon as he came using the Kamehameha, it's like, if there was like the one attack that he's used a thousand times, at least, 
it's a perfect way and like oh my gosh and then he rode her kai blast like it was nothing straight up the face unleashed it knocked her out surprised he didn't kill her goku should be dq'd right now but but then again like if you think about it you're killing a body of two entities but the rings are gonna i mean the earrings are gonna break first in that Mm -hmm. kind of situation allowing them to split so i guess you can kind of give some leeway about that because then they split into two and then they're no longer in the blast so uh, that's maybe me grasping at straws but still they were knocked out anyways and honestly like me explaining it doesn't do it justice uh, like, you have to go back and watch the videos. Like, there's several reaction videos to it. Um, if you watch any of them. And the thing that got me was how many times and how many angles they did the replay. <laughs> That's, like, how you know it was bad. Yeah. It's kind of like when someone gets crossed over in basketball or someone gets nutmegged in soccer. I, anime has this little thing where they do, yeah, anything remotely, like, jaw-dropping in any situation, doesn't matter whether it's from a sport to an action to an adventure, or someone just getting knocked knocked out. It's more common in sports animes for them to do like three plays, but if if they do an but, action anime like Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, you know it's no, weird. you know one that because no, like, that never happens. One that will always uh, one anime that will always be remembered because they never used it super often, but you knew it was bad. Hunter x Hunter. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. And I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know the exact same thing you're talking about, too. One uh, going to punch pizza. Yo, man. Literally, like, yo, I felt that in my seat. I literally jumped out of my chair because I felt that, bro. But anyways, like... I'm, I'm about to watch that. This is going to be right now. just pulling out. Yeah. yeah. But, uh... It's like, oh my gosh. And so, really excited about moving forward, what's happening with the turn of the power. It has been confirmed Vegeta will be getting, like, will be the next person to use Ultra Instinct. Uh, well, so we'll get who else soon. can use Ultra Instinct? Well, no, in terms of, like, Goku unlocking it again, it's like the next person to use Ultra Instinct will be Vegeta. Yeah, I know, but, like, well, I mean, you have you have Gohan, however. Obviously, he hasn't trained with like Whis or Beerus. He, he I don't think he's he's nah. he can't. But we're, we're not now. I well, I'm not saying he can't. It's just yeah. like. But you said who next? Now I'm I'm well, yeah blasted. exactly like who who who's well, close no, enough no, 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 no. to even do that? Now. I'm, I'm not saying. It, I'm talking about like the next person to be seen using it, not in terms of like capability, I, like who's next. I oh yeah yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why I said that instead of like, oh, Goku uses it for a third time before GD even gets a chance. Because <laughs> that's he, possible. He really yeah. be holding all the L's. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Prince of all L's. Right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but then it kind of goes back because uh, Kale and Khalifa, before the tournament of power, didn't even like know how to turn Super Saiyan. Like, Kaba had to show them. Uh, so then, all of a sudden, they had the turn of powers. Like, of course, uh, Sands are. Uh, they learn to fight on the like go. There's, there's, there's no like. N- yep, they're just. They love to battle. Uh, we'll just say that for now. Um, and they, like, each time they're closer to that, they come back stronger. Or, like, in the heat of the battle, they, like, grow exponentially. But that still does not explain how they can. First, be going Super Saiyan. And then, in the Khalifa, midst of battle... Khalifa uh, went Super Saiyan 2 the first time she went Super Saiyan, though. Yeah. The very first time. Yeah. And then she's talking about, like, I want to go Super Saiyan 3 like you did earlier. 
It's just like, so we're just not, so we just don't train anymore? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Uh, but actually in an interview, Akira Toriyama actually kind of explained a little bit about why that is specifically for Universe 6 Sands and also a little bit uh, of deep dive into actually what constitutes a Super Saiyan. Uh, because for a lot of times, like I remember especially in the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z, we would talk about, oh man, what if Napple might Super Saiyan? <laughs> like, yeah. just his eyebrows and he has blue eyes. It's just, that looks so weird. <laughs> Uh, but Akira Toriyama did come out and say that not everyone is able to become Super Saiyan. Uh, specifically, the things that are looked at are, I think they talked about like being like a pure hearts. Like when they first were introducing it, it's like you have to have like a pure heart, and then when Vegeta's like, he doesn't have a pure heart, it's like yeah, pure hatred or whatever. But uh, the biggest change was he also said genealogy does play uh, into it. Specifically, what uh, he called S-cells are what activate, like, becoming a Super Saiyan. The more you have, the easier it is to achieve and the stronger you will be. Now, people can, like... Train? Not necessarily train, but they can gain more S-cells. Um... But that in itself does not help you become a Super Saiyan. And he said there's more abundance of S-cells in gentler sands, like gentle nature. So those that's why um, for a long time there hasn't been Super Saiyans that have been around. Because Planet Vegeta, at least for Universe 7, all they did was fight. Literally. Fight. So, okay, I think this is, I've learned something interesting about Akira Toriyama, okay? Something that I've never noticed before and also watching a bunch of videos. And this, the more and more I hear some of these interviews and read some of the interviews, this man's pulling stuff out of his butt. I kid you not, like, think about that. There's no way he's known that for a long time. He probably, a week before the interview, I got to give him something interesting. That's it. like, but also, if you watch, if you kind of watch his, like, if you see any videos of him, like video interviews, he's a bit of a goofy guy. So I think he really pulled out of his butt. Either he thought about it like days before, or he thought about it on the spot. Same thing with the other dudes that you're gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. I really think he pulled it out of his butt. The more I, I like, not I not entirely yeah, like yeah. not all of it. Like there's some obviously there's he's going like, to be a like, basis. All of, a, all of a sudden he's just like, oh yeah, that could work. <laughs> like yeah, like that's that's what it is. Like obviously there is a base. So I'm not taking away from Akira Tariyama because obviously there's a basis to everything. He's laid groundwork for a very very long time. It's just some of the finishing finishing touches. You're just kind of like, you thought about that right now, didn't you? Like, oh, you thought that'd be a great answer. Now you're stuck to it. Like, yeah. I, I think that's what that's how that's how it sounds. Well, at least for me, uh, at least this news. Other news is just like Toriyama. What the heck? Uh, but this one, it kind of like does make sense. It does make sense, it, though. But, yeah. Uh, which is interesting. As long as it makes sense, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then that begs the question: 
does that mean Goten is going to be the strongest of everyone on Universe 7? Because dude does not fight for anything. Like, if he fights... He trains. He trains. But but in terms of, like, being, like, a docile nature, like, this guy, if you look up docile in the, like, DBZ dictionary, it's Goten. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. However, like, they have to do a major overhaul to that character because before... In Z, like, we knew who he was, or at least starting to become. Um, but now he's he's literally relegated to Trunks' best friend, mm-hmm. which is terrible for him because, obviously, we know, obviously, a ton about Goku. We know a ton about Gohan. And even Gohan's been relegated to sidelines. And yet he still had some, some solid character development. Mm-hmm. But what about Goten? Trunks had more <laughs> Well, it's and just, it's, the thing, the, well, not the unfair thing, but the thing is, like, Trunks literally has two people pouring into one storyline or, or one character development. So we have Trunks and we have future Trunks. And, like, he has help that way. Goten is just... But at least, at least in Z, we understood, like... Goten had that nature to love to fight. He loved food. We, You could see, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, if anything, if you asked me, I would say in Z, he, you, he was more of Goku's son in terms of his character development than Trucks' best friend. And at least with Goku being Goku's son, you could tell what was coming. Like, mm-hmm. he was going to train, which he did with uh, Gohan. He did some training. Uh, he, he loved his food. Mm-hmm. Okay, like those are two th- those are two crucial things. But now he's just Trunks' best friend, uh, who we haven't really seen much out of, except maybe when Trunks is like, "Hey, you want to train?" or "Let me help you get things for for your baby sister." Right. I don't know. That's and and it's sad. It's sad. But anyways, that's besides the point. We kind of like yeah, we tangent, big tangent. We 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 rat tailed there. But, uh, so like we said, it does kind of make sense, but there was another interview, an article that appeared that uh, Akira Toriyama did talking about the legendary Super Saiyan and the Super Saiyan God. So, those of you that know, uh, whenever Goku first turned Super Saiyan, so the very first Super Saiyan to appear on dra- in the Dragon Ball series um, was Goku. And Frieza... Even though, like, he at one point he had mistaken him for Bardock, and then he was afraid. He's like, oh, no, the legendary Super Saiyan is real. So there was already the aforementioned legendary Super Saiyan, and then later on when Beerus came around uh, in Battle of the Gods and then Dragon Ball Super, he was talking about, I'm looking for the Super Saiyan God. Akira Toriyama came out and said, those are not the same people. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and you see what I mean when I say he pulls it out of the butt, like. But he he makes a good yeah, explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the legendary <clears throat> Super Saiyan that he is referring to, and they actually do give him a name. His name is Yamoshi. Uh, and a long time ago, what happened was he. I think he was just on a mission with uh, other uh, colleagues. Other five. Colleagues. It's five other Saiyans. Five others. Yeah. And what had happened. Uh, was in the midst of battle, 
uh, I think they were just cornered or pinned down or something like that. Mm-hmm. And through weird turn events, like they all ended up like pouring energy into him, and he then transformed into a Super Saiyan, being the first Super Saiyan to ever happen. Um, then throughout the midst of battle, like the people are fighting, ended up ganging up on him, killed him. No one else was able to figure out like how to tap into that power or being able to transfer like that power into someone else. They killed him, but his spirit still lived on. <laughs> yeah, see, told you. And, and the thing is, like, and as it was gen- like going through the generations, he I don't know would kind of like influence like say it's trying to find a person to we'll, we'll, we'll get to that okay. like like influences kind of uh um, those that already are seeing the potential to become super saiyan you know what i mean or if that makes sense um so whenever so that's a legendary super saiyan then we get to super saiyan god whenever beerus came to earth he's like i'm looking for the super saiyan god it was like, I have no idea but that's even before he came to Earth because he was looking for. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we'll try and look for him. Was he looking for a Super Saiyan God, or was he looking just for yeah. like a powerful opponent? A powerful opponent, which he then heard about the Super Saiyan Super God. Saiyan God. Oh, okay, and that's before he came to Earth. So, because remember, Beerus had the yeah, Beerus had the Saiyans wiped out, but he didn't know that Saiyans still existed. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, so they're on a hunt, and then I think Weiss was it Weiss that said that they're on Earth. I think Weiss told yeah, them that they're on Earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how. The, yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, so as he was looking for it, it's actually the very first Super Saiyan God is Goku. Okay. Like the first one in existence, but it's kind of like where that happened because it's like wait, so Beerus is looking for him. The first one happened is Goku, but how does Shenron know? Well, actually, because the spirit of Yamoshi like was pet like around from generation to generation, he actually like kind of spoke to Beerus in a weird sort of spiritual in a dream. way, and he's like talking about like, "Hey, a Super Saiyan God is possible, and he is out there." But what happens is, so whenever they had, like, the five sands gathered to pour, like, their energy into that one sand, the spirit of Yamoshi actually kind of uh, merges with that sand, thus ascending into a super sand god. I don't like that. <laughs> That's the I explanation. Like that. And then later on, they're able to train and Vegeta taps into it without having to do all of that. Um, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. And he's still getting old for the second. Uh... So yeah, it's it's. I don't like stuff like that. Like, I, I understand. Like, you, you might not have an explanation for anything, but I feel like yeah, he made that up like two weeks, like two weeks ago. <laughs> and I see what you're saying. And yeah. I really don't like. I'm all right with a good mystery, and if we don't know some things, we'll never know. <laughs> but don't give me like a like Kakashi's face. Yeah. But again, granted, like there was a whole story behind that and how that happened. So like it was. But at least it's not something like insanely out there. Well, not insanely out there, but like something like dumb. It's just like you know, he's like, yeah, he just likes to cover his face. Like, well, I mean, yeah, Kakashi, but <laughs> it more but, resembles more of like a yeah, like yeah, yeah. a ninja. 
Although I think what was it, Kishi, uh, Kishimoto said that it was hard to draw facial expressions with everybody having their face covered, so you just left yeah, one person anyway, out of that. So, so um, we did share that on our pages, but that's essentially um, kind of interesting to think about. It really changes, and it actually brings up more questions that we have for Kira Toriyama. Uh, it does. It brings up a lot more questions than really... And lots more stuff that we can explore so later. See, you should have just left it a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you just created more work for yourself. You played yourself. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that brings up more questions for Dragon Ball Super. And, like, there's lots of stuff that we can still explore after the turn of the cob. But for right now, we still have <laughs> until March. Um, so, yeah. So, we got 15 minutes left still. That's the sad part. Yeah. <laughs> we only have 15 minutes left in the tournament. And but, it's going to take till March. Yeah, we're, but we're not worried about it. They'll still crank out some quality episodes. You'd hope. But enough about Dragon Ball Super. We actually got some, some pretty uh, interesting movies coming up here in December. TV Tonga, you know what we got on the list? Nope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, here actually in um, approximately 13 days, uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, Calm down. Let me do my job. Uh, marginally. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got uh, Star Wars. Episode 8 coming up. You looked at it. I was like, <laughs> well, I, was like I know that's right. Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, uh... What do you guys' thoughts? You like how you feeling about this? Like, what are you expecting? What do you want to see? Theories. Well, they have said this is now gonna be the longest Star Wars film to date. I'm just ready for a long, good movie. Like, yeah. honestly, right? Because I wanted Justice League to be longer, and yeah, it just kind of left me yearning for more. So, <laughs> random side note. If you, if anybody's seen Flashpoint Paradox, it is it's almost beat for beat like it, minus Dark Side coming out. Like from the beginning, when the Parademon shows up, to a lot of like a lot of those little little details. Obviously, there's some things that are gonna change for the films because they. But anyway, yeah. Things, but again, random side note. That you're just like, oh, you, I, I asked a question you, and I was, yeah, I'm waiting yeah, for an answer. Sorry, <laughs> the tangent threw me off. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I'm interested in so, whenever they first dropped the trailer for episode eight, The Last Jedi, uh, the one, there was one thing everyone was kind of freaking out about that we actually have books <laughs> in the Star Wars universe, like paper and binding. Oh, that's how I feel every time I see a book. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what is this magic? Words on a page? You want me what? to what? <laughs> <your master. laughs> you want me to what? Read! <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the interesting points is, so those particular books, we always kind of wonder, like, okay, what purpose they serve? Who's who? Ha- who's in possession of them? Who's going to access them? In one of the later channels, they actually show Ray walking up to the books. Um, we imagine that it's something that maybe Luke's holding on to where, um, uh, that he's had for some time now. So I'm interested in particular what those books contain and what that means to Ray. Cause we, we also, it also very dependent on at what point in the movie does she run into them. Because she's already on the island, so we're assuming training is going to ensue. 
yeah, within that first act. Like that's that's just kind of that given because she's already there. So it, I, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of inner one of two things will happen. It's going there's going to be an early interaction that will then give us the the catalyst of how the story's going to play out. I, I guarantee that there's probably some information, obviously, in that book that may even, in my personal opinion, not necessarily push Luke. We'll get a look as to why Luke is so extreme on the light side. Is my opinion. And it's because of maybe something he read in those books. And and right now, we are assuming... To be honest, like... Obviously, with looking at it, we're assuming that they're books. What if that's one of the biggest misdirects we've ever seen? Where they look like books, but then when they're grabbed, they're not. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. So then what does that mean? So then what is really entailed information in this item? Thoughts? So do you believe that they're really going to be books or not? I mean, I mean, I again, like I, like I said, I'm just posing dev- devil's advocate here. But I mean, were the I books by a fire or were they in a fire? No, 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 they were. They were. They were basically shelved. Okay, there must have been fire in like either the scene before or after, because I, I thought they were like burning books. No, no, no. no, no. But <laughs> feed the fire. <laughs> <laughs> we need more fuel. <laughs> Wait, no. but, but also, <laughs> also, I want to ask, like, well, I, I'm gonna, I just kind of pose this like a rhetorical question, like, why now all of a sudden are they showing like if they are books, like, why now? Why not in you know in earlier films or anything of that nature? Because we've never well, had it to well, now. The thing is, he is at the first Jedi temple. That's true. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and before Luke, I don't think anyone had stepped foot in there before uh, post Sith Wars. Or knew where it was. Did anybody know exactly where it was post Sith Wars? I. Besides. Yeah, probably not. Or at least before uh, Order 66 happened or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's just one side that I'm excited for. The other thing is Finn's character. Because all of a sudden, even though he is a stormtrooper, boy's wielding a lightsaber. Yeah. Like, we can't forget that. However, like, um, what's her name? Talk to... Uh, I think she kind of hinted at it. But he's, I mean, he's obviously Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what's that going to mean for Finn moving forward? Like, even though he's Force-sensitive, will they give him a light? light it would be cool if they gave him a lightsaber of his own. I mean, I wouldn't be against it, but... Well, the thing is, because Ray has... Luke's old. Luke's old lightsaber. Yeah. That lightsaber that she has. Who's uh, the one that she used at the very end? That wasn't Luke's, right? It was. It was. Yeah. Because she she was took it, the it to. Or was it the blue? One? It was no, blue. No, 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 there's, there's only one. It's all. There's, there's only one. been there one. Two. Yeah, there was. It's only been one. The very one that Finn picked up, and eventually Ray got. Is the same oh, one that's that just right, Luke's. Because mm-hmm. he did have the blue one because that was original Anakin's. He made the green one. Gotcha. But then he lost the green no, one. He, he lost the blue one. He lost the blue one. Yeah, he lost the blue one. So my 
not even ashamed of you out there. Be ashamed if uh, you dropped it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, still hoping that Snook is Jar Jar Binks, but you know. You know what? I will literally fight you. I'll kick you <laughs> off this window. Uh, but anyways, we're super excited. Are you, any of you going to see The Last Jedi opening night? Is that even a question? I mean, I am. Yes. I'll last final earlier that day. Bro, I'm let's go. Doing, I'm not doing anything. I'll take off that. work, even though we'll probably see in the evening. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a great employee. <laughs> uh, but there is another movie that we are looking forward to. It's actually coming out this week. It is this week. Oh, shoot. That's right. Are they doing it on TV or are they doing it like it's, they are? They have select theaters that they'll be showing it in, but for the most part, it will be on TV. Question is, do we want to go see it in theaters? But the thing is, like, we don't know if it's being shown in Kansas City. Did they not post the results? I don't know that they have. Probably by now, you guys know what we're talking about. We're talking about the psych movie. I <laughs> am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the greatest TV shows to ever happen. I would say t- detective shows. Detective shows. No, I, I, it's, it's still, like it's, still it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. It's still great. It's still quality TV. But Matthew, he oh, didn't. I mean, in Matthew's defense, he didn't say the greatest. He said one of the greatest. You see, I don't like saying one of the greatest because that makes it sound like well, but, top three, top five. But, 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 but look, yeah, look. I put it in my top ten. I wouldn't put it in my top five. <laughs> that's still that's still high considering how much there's out there. Well, what did I put in my top ten? No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Yo, so stay tuned, guys. We're going to compile a list of our top ten favorite shows. <laughs> Ever. Three hours later. And you still haven't figured out your top ten. Well, guys, guess who decided to show up? No, you have no right to do that dance. You have no right to... D- Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get a chair. <laughs> yep, guys. So our intern messed up. Didn't bring the sandwiches. So we Yo, he promised us Chick Fil A, and we have screenshots to prove that. And we still now we see Chick Fil A. Hey, intern! Oh shit. Oh well. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's like the movie. Super excited for it because it's been two years, three. Well, guys, Kansas yeah. City didn't been picked. I can tell you that. Well, nah. You know, I'm going to fight somebody. And they've already shown all the showings except for the last one in L.A. <laughs> and that's <laughs> December 4th. Unless y'all are trying to fly out real quick. I mean, <laughs> I just have to turn the paper by 5 p.m. on Monday. So like physically? No, email. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just have to make sure I'm back on Tuesday. I can yeah, do that movies Monday. Monday night. Fly back Monday night. Have you class Tuesday? Mm. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. We're super excited about it. Uh, a lot. I really love that they're giving us all these, like, short snippets and trailers leading up to it. So, it feels like, well, we're, first of all, we're being reintegrated into the mindset of Sean and Gus. Oh, these videos have been great. They're almost like they should just be episodes themselves. And it's absolutely The fantastic. newest one that they dropped uh, with uh, the Pitch Perfect, some of the Pitch Perfect team. Mm-hmm was masterful. Yeah. Like, and like, to wrap up Sean and Gus in literally 90 seconds in song. Like, not only was that like a throwback to like the musical episode, but you also see like everything about them that they had built. 
their their teamwork, the level of argument, their introduction to people. Like it was just all there, and it was it was fantastic. So, so really looking forward to that. Um, in terms of like synopsis, I think all it said was that there was an assassin that was attacking one of their own. Huge. So not entirely sure where that's leading or if they're going to be... I think they said in terms of where they're picking up, they're pretty much picking up kind of like... Shortly after they yeah, left off. Yeah, shortly after. So, so last I remember was shining... Uh, well, I guess it shouldn't be because it's been several years at this point, but spoiler if you have not watched Psych TV series. But at the end, last I remember is Sean leaves town to go be with Jules, which then they are engaged at that point. Yeah, and then Gus ends up following him to San Francisco. Which he was he that was that was so great. I was that was a great, that was a great like fifteen minutes. Uh, so yeah, super excited about it. Uh, not much sure. Not much sure. Not sure. There's much else to add to that. I've heard it both ways. Right. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> uh, but enough about that. Batman Ninja. Yo, I am super, super excited about this. Like, <sighs> it looks cool. The only thing that bugs me uh, is animation. Yes, I hate it. I hate it. As soon as, soon as I saw, I hate it. I hate it when they blend like three D animation with like cartoon. Like I'm pretty sure that's just straight up three D. No, I think it's like there might be a, a random scene that's gonna be two D, but it looks pretty much entirely entirely. And I don't like that. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan either. I just can't do it. Like I'm interested in the storyline, but the animation. It's gonna be so hard. It may be one of those movies like. I'll just have to like I don't know I was like, turn around like, or just not watch and just have it play in the background and be listening to the story. Right, right. I was like, wait a minute, is that a muscle? Or is that a shadow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's I don't know. I just I'm on the. Okay, man. <laughs> I was like, get out. <laughs> I mean, if that I wish they would have just done like cartoon animation. That would been great. Mm-hmm. And I, I think those look a lot better too. Honestly, like if you're doing action. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure in terms of the cost of like art style if they're saving money doing this, but probably not. Especially when they did that for uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Resurrection F. I hated that. Like everything's like nice drawn animation. All of a sudden, Goku and Freezer are fighting. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the sh- wait a cell- minute. So cell shading animation <laughs> is what you're hating. Yeah. So, not a fan of that. Um, but really interested in the storyline. Um, isn't it just that Batman, when fighting Joker, somehow gets transported to, like, future? Yeah, that's, that's the vibe that's been given. Like, he ends up back in time, and now uh, the, what is the devil, the Lord Devil of the Sixth Heaven is what he's, like, his title, which is, what's the Joker's title? Which is kind of dope. Uh, so, uh, quite a few iconic characters that we see. Um we see Harley Quinn, we see Joker, we see what looks to be, obviously the assumption is, is Grilla Grodd. I'm not sure, but I think, um, I think I saw Batman in there too. 
took me a second because I almost reached over and punched him. <laughs> I really did want to slap him. Anyways, um, and then uh, obviously, yes, Batman, uh, Robin, Alfred, and there was someone that looked to be uh, I. I'm going to guess and say it's going to be like a speedy Arsenal type character in in you know feudal Japan era. Um, that that that's my assumption based on the costume. There looks to be a total of like five heroes, four or five heroes, which of three I could, two I could definitely pick out, which is obviously Batman and Robin, but one that looks to kind of look like Speedy, and then they look like one, maybe two more. But I didn't. There wasn't any shot that really gave me a clear glimpse. But it looks like Batman will have a team. Go fight Joker. So essentially, it's going to be like, quote unquote, like the Bat family versus Joker and friends, mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of dope, though. So, anyways, yeah. And this is a great segue. Dude, our transitions are semi on point this week. Um, speaking of superheroes united or family, however you want to put it. I mean, we, we got. We, we got Two things, so you're gonna have to explain which one. Because, we get... well, if you let him finish, <laughs> well, I was. I mean, he. Uh, g- I was talking about the trailer that everyone's been waiting for. Is, I'm, I'm just making sure. You know. I'm talking about Infinity War. Is it Infinity War or Wars? Just Infinity War. Okay. Should I know what I'm talking about, son. I was just no. I was just clarifying for yeah. myself. Yeah, you better be clarifying for yourself. Anyways. <laughs> So rude. Whoever threw that paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so they finally dropped the trailer for Infinity War. Uh, and I remember back from uh, D23 when everyone was talking about it. And obviously nobody could see it. So all we have are just people giving us like secondhand uh, telling of the trailer. But like watching it and thinking back to, back to D23, those people telling it. Gave it no justice. However, I I saw the leaked trailer. This is actually different than the leaked trailer. Like, yeah, there are some very, things... There's a lot of things that weren't. That, yeah. So there were some things in it that definitely... Like, like Thanos walking out of the portal. Mm-hmm. Like, that was something, like, that was, in, that was the same. However, him putting Infinity Stones in, that was not in it. Mm. Uh, the one thing that they did leave out that I think came like eventually like ended up in the leak was him pulling meteors out the sky. Like I don't think that was that wasn't in this other mm-hmm. one. So so there were a lot of things. Uh, the biggest thing that was a difference, I think there was one shot of Captain America in the leaked one. Now we had like five shots of Captain yeah, America. Yeah. So there were some big changes to to the trailer. So yeah, uh, and let's just talk about no shade November than good to Steve Rogers. Like, I know he's a fugitive, but man's beard is on point. It really is. And it's, I don't know. There's so much to dissect from this and not enough time in the world for us to dissect it. But we're really excited about Avengers Infinity War. What specifically? Timmy Chung, I already know what your answer is. Like, what are we looking forward to in Infinity War? <laughs> Everybody knows what my answer is. They going but out. I got to say it for those who don't know. I'm ready to see everybody get dropped. <laughs> like when Thanos came out and knocked the mess out of Iron Man, I was like, there it is. 
there it is. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so no. dark and morbid, Everybody's but it's true. Die. Like it tonight. It's a bad, like, I think it's time that Marvel needs, like, a reset and a refresh, and you gotta get rid of some of the oldies. Apart from that, just And a, a lot of people's formula. contracts are up, too, so we know, like, Captain America. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, that, that one's he, up we know for sure he's leaving within either this one or the next one. Well, but, his contract's up. We don't know if he's gonna extend But it. Chris Evans has been very cryptic, and it... Like, I'm not going to speak, like, out of turn here, but it sounds like that he's hanging on to that he might come back. Like, he might actually he sign not. A, he might sign an extension. He better not. Because <laughs> I want to see him. Like, like, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. <clears throat> we're gonna we're seeing something similar that they did with Iron Man 3. And they're, they're doing this with a lot of a lot of those films. They're, they're setting up those th- those three movie films in a way that they can end it with those particular actors so if they don't want to come back they can ha- they they've done it in such a way that they can restart and get someone else or they've left it in a way that they've there there's some little nuances that they can use to keep that character that that particular actor going with the character so that's kind of what happened with uh Robert Downing Jr and then obviously they found a way to kind of revive they found a way to revitalize some of those characters so like for example Thor cuz Thor those first two movies were something but by doing this movie like this and giving a fresh look to Thor and a fresh feel it almost revitalizes them wanting to play the part. So it is possible to see these guys come back. So we can't fully throw it out and say they are going to die for sure. The, the chances well, are very bad. People will, have got People will die. I'm not saying, like, people will die. Like, some, more than just Agent Coulson. Like, yeah, people will die. Characters will be go. gone. But we don't know which ones for sure. But also, don't be surprised if you don't see certain people die because they wanted to renew their contract because of Holy how they were balanced. They don't get that so, option. Like, <laughs> just be prepared if someone doesn't die. Like, don't be mad. You know, I will. <laughs> you know what else that just occurred to me wasn't in this particular trailer? What? Was they... Because I believe the leaked trailer started off showing how the Guardians yeah. get involved. Yeah. Like off the get go, like yeah, because Thor was floating, hits the uh, hits the front of um, Nick. So obviously the assumption, the with the post credit trailers that happened in Thor, one of two things, either that ship got a, blown up, yeah, attacked him, or Thor had to walk the plank. <laughs> Most likely the first option, but <laughs> but also I'm not I'm this is, this is this is what I'm thinking. I'm gonna say the the ship did not the ship did take a lot of damage. However, I'm gonna say Thor did something to get them away safely, and then ended up hand floating, walked to the plank. <laughs> okay, he, he figuratively walks the plank. How about that? Yeah. He walked the plank. There was no figuratively. <laughs> if he does, if he actually does in the movie, I'm punching you. There's no punch me. You owe me money for <laughs> that. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know what to say. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're also super excited for that. But despite that going to be a great movie, I still am a firm believer 
Black Panther is going to be the most visually appealing movie of 2018. Don't at me, but really at me, because y'all got to follow me. I'll be saying Matter of fact. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back people up Twitter to say you're wrong. <laughs> um, so, and they also do now have a video circu- uh, circulating about the road to Infinity War. I like 10 years of Marvel movies. For what? For Infinity War. That wasn't a terrible question. Like, I wasn't trying to be, like, condescending in any way. But 10 years to get to where we are now. Because it is a massive uh, team to assemble. It's a massive team. You really got to explore individually. Make sure every, you know where everyone's strengths are and what part they're going to play. <coughs> it's also been interesting to see, like, how they've been changing uh, Thanos throughout those films. Yeah. He's showing up. I noticed and, that. And... It's, I like the way he looks. Yeah. Some people are complaining like he's not big enough. I like, I like the way he looks. I, I don't think he necessarily has to be that huge. Uh, one, obviously, he's much bigger than everybody else. That, that, that's a basic thing. He doesn't have to be. I think, he doesn't have to be ginormous. Uh, he doesn't have to be ginormous. Have to be than else. But he has to be bigger than everybody else, and he looks menacing. What else do you need? Yeah. Um... Actually, this is I don't know how you guys feel about this and and I saw this a little bit after Justice League came out and people were obviously talking about Justice League. Most people enjoyed it. There are still people that are like, "Eh, it's okay." You know? Like I obviously it's not the best film in the world. However, I still saw the hashtag floating around. And I st- it makes me want to wring people's necks. This is a pet peeve of mine. Um, but I had a friend who posted, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to give Justice League a, uh, like a C plus or whatever, which is fun. But then he goes, hashtag not Marvel, though. Like, why do we have to put DC and Marvel in the same breath? Granted, Marvel's had a long time to build their universe. And, huh? Ten years. Ten, ten years. Ten years to build their universe. Uh, you know, and then obviously on the other side, DC has been trying to figure this out since twenty, you know, twenty thirteen when they started Man of Steel, which obviously they also had change of presidency, which now you're starting to see the films evolve and look different. Like if you ask me, Wonder Woman was the official start of the Jeff Johns era as president. You can even see some of the changes and the effects in the TV shows in Flash, Arrow, Legends, um, Supergirl. Because he has his hand in it, like no, what, but like yeah, but uh, like you're seeing those changes because you're starting to see the bigger comic booky people. Because before there was a no no, there was a no no on certain characters because they were they were really stressing. But it, it adding some of those characters, doing some of the storylines. Gotta say we got. Bruce but, Wayne name drop on Arrow, like <laughs> it took six years to and get out it. Ten years is small, but we couldn't see him in the full suit. Like, <laughs> oh man! Like, but but like, anyways, like the the two the two like I love seeing comic books come to life. Yes, I'm more of a DC guy. Um, and I will always be able to maybe a little more critical, but also love, enjoy it a lot more than I will Marvel films. When I see a good Marvel film, I'll let you know if I enjoyed it or I didn't like it. But to, to say in the same breath, oh, it ain't no Marvel film though. Well, duh, because they're two different entities. They're doing two different things. They've gone two different routes. Obviously, DC wants to be a lot more darker, a lot more edgier. And if you ask me, now they're starting to change this lighthearted 
people, you don't see people die thing started wearing on me. Like, he... That sounds super dark and morbid, but it's like <laughs> It is true. Like, it, it wasn't until Thor Ragnarok that we're like, yo, she dropping bodies out here. Like, this... To say, like, it's kind of sad because you and me were like, this is kind of what we were waiting for. <laughs> like, you know? And, and That's to- why I've been so hyped for Infinity Wars because people are getting dropped without a shadow of a doubt. And if they don't, I'm raging. All I'm Literally. saying, I'm all I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, don't come to me and say in the same breath, "Oh, man, that film was good, but it ain't no far Marvel film though." Because I want to slap somebody because it's a pet DC, peeve of mine. You like, can't, you cannot talk talk about well, that, it for that, what it. That, what, that, that's like if you're walking up to someone and uh, you're just like, "Oh yeah, you did a good job doing whatever," but you're not your brother though. <laughs> you just like walk up. And the, the but, sad part is, we've heard that like yeah, between each other. Yeah. You play your music like, hey, do you play anything like your instrument? Am I am I Tim? No. So of course no, I don't play like him. But like one thing like is. I guess it's kind of like a good thing and a bad thing, but like DC has so many stories they can pull from, and I feel like that kind of hurt them in uh, Batman v Superman. I feel like they're trying to pull from like yeah, there, there, was a, there was a but lot, but it's cool because they have a lot of different stories, and I don't know about as much as Marvel. I'm sure they have a lot of stories, but I feel like they don't have as much or as many different variations as like DC does. I could be wrong. You can't have there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of stories that they can pull from, but they, they found their mojo that worked in the beginning. But they, for me, they used it so long that I'm just kind of like, at least up until Thor, I was kind of like, okay, I kind of know how this is going. But there were, but again, like there were still some really good movies, but there are just some particular form, predictable formulas that they've used. Um, and it was a. It was too bright for too long in the sense of we're not seeing people die. We know people died. They've talked about people dying. But at least show a little more. Like, show show the stakes is what I'm saying, which now they're starting to. Like, seeing a wasteland and Thor of the Asgardian army, that showed stakes. Like, that showed how real this threat was. And I, I don't feel like we saw enough of that. That's what? all I'm saying. Moving on to... Uh, well, before we do that, I will say one of the funniest things I've seen in the wake of the Avengers trailer <laughs> was a picture that surfaced. So I was sitting in class, and I was sitting next to a buddy of mine. He was going through Reddit, and all I see was I turned, and he just... And all of a sudden was on top Avengers Infinity War, and it was Shadow the Hedgehog with the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> I did. You did send that. That was funny. <laughs> and I've never at the same time felt a strong sense of hate and laughter at someone's like ingenuity at the same time priceless but other than that uh, are you guys what are you excited for for Avengers Infinity War who do you think will shine the brightest and who do you think's getting dropped? You can base it off of comics or who you just don't like as a certain character. Just say something. Anyways, <laughs> keep it moving. Uh, this week, uh, man, there's been a lot of like superhero team-ups just like happening. Like, I know that's like the big thing in the comic, in comic books and superheroes in general, uh, but a lot 
has been concentrated these past few weeks uh, because the DCCW universe did their annual crossover, and man, has is that like one of the greatest pieces of TV cinema I have seen. And they they really took a different approach to it and not so much in the aspect of the crossover but how they portrayed it via the episodes it never like you know before in the past obviously because obviously this has been been building for four years Mm -hmm. and it's slowly grown just and grown but every time that they move from show to show to show it felt like the actual show you were watching. Yeah, so they tailored yeah. it. This time they were like, no, it's like, it, it's, 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 it's really a giant movie. It's literally a giant movie. So every, when you watch the Supergirl episode, it was not like, a Supergirl based episode. Like you started in her universe because that she's in a different. Yeah. But like, that was the only thing that really quote unquote felt like a Supergirl, like a Supergirl episode. Because from then on, it was like, you were all over the place. You went back in the past to see what the Legends were doing. You went to Star City. You went to Central City. And then all of a sudden, it just started coming together. And it was just a film. They went where they needed to go to make sure they had to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what was, that was probably the biggest change in terms of telling this story. And I actually liked that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and because they have been building it for four years... Uh, like nothing wrong with the well I mean it was good like with the crossover last year um, they did feel well and that also happened to coincide with Arrow's 100th episode uh, so they still had to give some sort of individuality for that aspect as well Yeah. Um, but they did well with that they just like blew it out of the water this year uh, at least to me they did uh, not in turn like even just the cinem- cinematography um, it was so sharp. Right? Especially in the opening scenes of the crossover where Barry's fighting uh, King Shark. Yes. And I, I made like, light work of him. Yeah. And I was just like, we got a problem. <laughs> and, like, even just watching, like, the Flash move, the only thing that did upset me about this was we did not get Wally in any sense. Yeah, that's, that was... Like Very they brought him back. They brought him back last episode. Last episode just was to send great. Away. Yeah, just to send him. Like you got to keep Joe and Cecile safe. And like that upset me to my core because I'm a firm believer that we still need more Wally centric episodes. Um, so I really wanted to see more of him in that regard. But uh, at the same time, I don't know how much I was expecting because even from the trailers and like the stills that they showed, especially with everyone like walking out of. Uh, from part four, when everyone was walking in line, Wally was not to be seen in the original stills. So I don't know how much I was expecting, but I didn't expect him to be like totally excluded. Yeah, when they were doing that that scene, because it that that walk up, you you just know it had that vibe of oh, that's the final battle. Like yeah, yeah. it had that final battle vibe. At that point, you then know like Wally's not going to be in it, which is sad. Uh, but I don't know. Though I'm sure they'll figure something out. But um, yeah. Wally has been underdeveloped since coming on, and, and we need to change that. But, um, so, what grades would you give, like, the crossover as a whole? Because now it is just, like, one giant movie. It's not, like, the individual. Parts. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to treat it as a yeah. movie. Um, wow, okay. How um, do you knock off glasses like that's that? That's a good question. You know, it's been a... 
interesting day. I would give it a... I'd give it a solid B. Uh, I go A minus just like and and I'm, the reason I'm doing that is um, maybe just because level of production and how interesting it was and really some of the play with the characters there were some holes you know some little things but those got overshadowed just by how much they had done and this is by far like they've increasingly got better with the crossover so if I was to rate this across against its other crossovers I'd give it an A minus mm-hmm. um I'd probably go A minus B plus in that range uh great crossover great crossover but like you said there's like little stuff here and there it's kind of like eh, I'm not sure about it or um, there were some aspects like you like personally I did not care for it. but we won't get yeah, into yeah, that yeah, topic yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things and I'm like I'm upset that they did this and I'm kind of glad they did because if they went through with how I wanted it to happen it wouldn't have been as well developed it would have been like well why didn't they just so the fact that they took Cisco out of the game early because that, yeah. like, the they, like, that was Cisco huge. would have been a cheat code, <laughs> like, honestly. That was, that was absolutely huge. Like, it w- that made it a game changer altogether because they, yeah. and you could tell everybody knew. They were like, well, if Cisco was up, we would actually already know where they are. Like, yeah. that was ingenious to do that. Yeah, so, like, I'm really upset that they took Cisco, like, out of the game up until, like, part, the end of part three, beginning of part four. Uh, when he finally came to. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't do that, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like, the thing I live for in Flash and these crossovers is Cisco and the quips. <laughs> and if we don't, like... Uh, however, he did have that good, that fun line of, oh, I love a good pop culture reference yeah, yeah, in a time yeah, yeah, of yeah. crisis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to that. But still kind of, like, missed that dynamic, but he literally would have been a cheat code. If he was still conscious when everything was going on. It's like, oh, really? We just need to find out where they are? Hey, Cisco, why don't you vibe us there? Uh, we can just go ahead and take him out right now. Boom, we're out in the blink of an eye. Uh, obviously not like that simply and, uh, simple and executed, but it would be a lot simpler than what they had to go through. So I'm glad they acknowledged that, took care of that. Um, and it's also interesting that they decided to bring back Leonard Snart, specifically from Earth-X. Uh, like, the way they brought him back was interesting. However, it is cool to see, because Citizen Cold is from the New 52. Mm-hmm. So, like, and to be honest, like, that costume, like, that, to me, that was almost a perfectly replicated costume from the comics without really straying almost any. Mm-hmm. That was like... I could almost say like that was 100% perfect. Because we've had a lot of costumes on that show that are very, very close, but with some slight differences that obviously you can notice, but that was by far one of the... like the Almost 100%. So that was actually pretty dope. But it was really cool to play with that idea. I mean, you, you're, you were going to have to do that at some point. One thing I did appreciate, we didn't see Evil Barry... Because we did that last season. Yeah. That would have been was, so redundant. reverse flash. Which that has to and be talked about. Honestly, 
I'm this is a great way for not only for them to save money, but to really tap into Tom Cavanaugh's like acting repertoire. Because from the get-go, he said one of his favorite iterations of Harrison Wells was when he was posing as Eobard Thawne. Like you can really see in his performance uh, just how great of an actor he is. So I'm really glad they opted for him as opposed. I forget what the other guy's name is actually. Not that he's not irrelevant. He's just not irrelevant. Not the guy who originally played. Yeah, who was actually Eobard Thawne. Uh, who was in Legends and then in yeah, season he's bounced two. around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <coughs> so I'm really glad they opted for Tom Cavanaugh in that role. And then they even gave a nod to like at the end when Barry's like, "Get out of here!" He's like, "I wonder what face I'll be wearing next time." And then just like zips off. One of the best scenes. Exit. He's just like, "Yeah, you haven't seen the last of me." But I really do applaud Tom Cavanaugh for uh, not only playing Harry. But also being reverse flash for us. He's done yeah. a lot. He's done a lot. Yeah. Uh, what were some other interesting talking points that you guys liked? Um, it was definitely it was definitely interesting like to see Oliver at that point where like he was quote unquote taking Hitler's place. Hitler's gone now. Mm-hmm. However, the, the fatherland has now lived on. The swastika flies high and strong in that white world. Uh, so that was, like, it became, like, it was no longer a concentration camp just for Jews in this world now. I mean, it was literally for anybody who didn't believe in the fatherland and that was not strong enough to survive in it. Um, however, it was cool to show how different people ended up in the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had people loving the wrong person. We had people... Felicity. Felicity had the star of David because obviously he had the Jewish background. So yeah. that was that was a very interesting like little element that they put in there um, to say like, okay, the original element is still here. However, yeah. there are some other things added. So it was really, really cool. Um... Can we talk about how OG, like, Earth-X Quentin Lance is, though? Yeah. Like, how cold he is? <laughs> he's like, he looked at he looked at Sarah, and he's like, I killed my version of my daughter for the same reason you're still... <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> he plays no games. Uh, and, and the thing is, like... And it's interesting that they opt to do that, obviously, within the tension that's created in that moment because she's like you look like my dad but you're not my dad because like that's one thing you're not my Quinn, dad like he like, <laughs> has been struggling with since season five up now uh, until season five because they're in season six right now yes they're on season six uh, oh with uh, with Black Siren it's like I know you're not my daughter but you look like my daughter so I want to save my daughter <laughs> so uh like, how do you, like, I, th- I if you ask me, like, I couldn't really necessarily say I could be in that position because, one, I don't have a child. And if I do, oh, my God, shoot, like, shoot me because like, I'm not married yet. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, I would have to say from just even looking at it, like, that I, I would give a good job to um, Paul Blackthorne because he does, he tries so hard to make sure he understands, like, that is not his daughter. But can you imagine putting a gun to someone who looks like your own and you're trying to convince yourself 
this is not my child. Like, even think about it in the sense of, like, just even people that it is your child. They haven't died, but they've gone down the path that you raised them to be. Like, I have to call the cops on you because you did this, but you, you want to protect them. Like, so I would have to say, I think he's portrayed it really, really well. But yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That was just a small aside. But yeah, it's really well executed. Um, also, one of the things that we did end up sharing is that Andrew Kreisberg has been fired as a showrunner yeah. for all of the DCCW shows. Can we say, though, like, I, like I'm not going to downplay, like, Andrew Kreisberg's, like, screenplay, like, screenwriting and directing. However, we may have gotten an upgrade because Greg Berlanti's taking over. Yeah. Because most shows, when you have a showrunner fired, you're some shows tank. Mm-hmm. But I think this might be the case. We may have gotten an upgrade. Right. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, so, it's interesting. I know that they already do have pretty much uh, the entirety of the season written now at this point. They just need to work with actors shooting and stuff like that. So, interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out. Um, more specifically with Arrow, even though it's been running the longest it has, had more ups and downs, um, specifically around the season three and four era. Uh, so, I'm excited to see what Berlanti's got. Uh, random, ran- random question to you guys. Um, who do you think... Oliver killed to affect what's his face? Uh, what's the villain's name? Oh, um, I don't know. I, can't, I can't remember his name. The, the computer hacker. hacker. Oh, Caden. Yeah, Caden. Caden James. So because obviously he he dropped that bomb of like you affected me personally, saying that he killed someone. Right, he killed his son. Was his son? I don't think he said specifically it was his son. I'm pretty sure it was his son. Somebody close to him. <laughs> Either way, we know, like, that's, I think that's his son. And, and maybe you might be right. However, if it is his son, who do you think it could be? Because, like, that's, that's, that's like, a big stretch. Because we've watched Oliver for now six years. He's killed a lot of people. But, like... It might be one of those cases, like, with Prometheus, like, I think, I think, I think it's going to be, like, the transitive property, like, Oliver never did it, but he was in the area, in the vicinity, and was, like, in, he was, like, a catalyst for that event happening, and, I think that's what it's going to be, but I wonder who, I think, like, Kane James is far too, uh, logical and analytic for it to be that. So I think it has to be a well, direct result of Oliver's action for a very And, and that, no, this is what I'm saying like this is this is what I'm saying like and that's why I'm also say, posing it like that because it could have been like Oliver actually could have killed somebody preventing the son's death but opted to let that person go. So, therefore, like, maybe he is saying, like, the logical route. Like, you could have done the right no, 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 thing no, by no, taking... No, I'm talking about, like, Kane James is, because of who he is, 
that's not why, like, Oliver, I think it's more so Oliver, like, straight up killed whoever it was. I think that, that's where it's more going. Like, obviously, that might be the case. However, we'll see that a lot more with small-sided villains. However, like, like, you, you even like said with Prometheus, like Oliver did kill him. Yeah. Like now he must suffer. However, like the question is, is like how, like how is how is this gonna play out? Like who who was his son? Because then at that point, like. There has to be an assumption that we've seen this son. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, for once, I'm actually stumped and don't have a guess. But there's so many people that have just come and gone on Arrow that you can't. The, like the writers know. Like, the writers like, know. You're not. You're not gonna guess it. That's it. But then again, like in years past, with a lot of these shows, we've always had some semblance of a guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There have been always been theories flying around. Now I think this is the wor- This is the one time that I really have not ha- heard a theory floating around, and we're this close to the season finale. This is the first time I think with a show when they've held a mystery that we've not heard a theory or multiple theories floating around viciously. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I, th- I think it's an interesting thought. But, you know, just me speculating, throwing out questions. Guys, if you have a theory and a thought, let us know. Who do you think the sun is um, and what kind of connections being made? Or let us know if you think Oliver was the one that directly killed this kid or person to affect Caden James. If you guys watch anything Arrowverse or CW Universe. CW Universe, yes. So anyways, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I'm curious to hear what you guys think, what theories you guys have. So do it. So uh, I think with that, that is all we have today. Um, It's kind of long. It was, it was, there was a lot of stuff. There were even other stuff that we just kind of had to leave on the, you know, on the chopping block because we just don't have enough time to really talk about it. Not to mention, we got to move on and make more content for you guys. Uh, we're constantly working on stuff to bring out new things. Um, so at least this show has to end at some point. I know you guys are probably sad. Maybe some of you are happy. But either way, let us yeah, know your feelings. I'm just going to cut you off right there. All right, guys. Uh, make sure we, you're following us oh, on social media. On Facebook. We're facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. On Twitter, we are emanpodcast1. You can follow Eman Podcast. We don't tweet anything from there because we kind of got locked out. Uh, you can yeah, no, no. We're we not locked out. Or wait, e my podcast or e my podcast one? e my podcast. Oh yeah, we did get locked I, out of that. I don't want to talk about it. Don't interrupt me in there. I'm just kidding. Uh, on Instagram, we are e my podcast and the infamous Snapchat <laughs> e man p one. We'll use it at some point in time. But follow it on there. We would love to hop on there and at some point to see. Hey, we actually have several people following us. Uh, <laughs> I promise we'll use it soon. We will. Uh, also. Like Piggy said, we're, we're always making content. Make sure you're following our company page, White Noise Studio. Uh, so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything is at White Noise LLC. That's W-H-I-T-E-N-O-I-Z-L-L-C. And I think with that, we're going to good. Yo. 
So without further ado, thank you for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing, the show with no topic. See you. Peace. Thank you.